0: keeping you from being the best you can be. Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about helping our veterans and others impacted by the trauma of war to heal. My guest is Ingrid Denter. She is a certified EFT Emotional Freedom Technique Coach, an interfaith minister with the Universal Life Church, and is listed as an alternative provider with the New Hampshire Board for Mental Health Practice. Ingrid found EFT in early 2002 after a quest on finding out why something that has happened a long time ago and was understood and forgiven can still get triggered and hurt. She developed her expertise with EFT and began using it with veterans. In early 2008, Gary Craig called and invited her to participate in a film project about using AFT with traumatized combat veterans. Subsequently, she published the first research results in a peer-reviewed magazine, and these findings were later included in a larger study. The STRESS Project Study, a nationwide research coaching program, was then conducted by many compassionate volunteer EFT practitioners who were able to document the effectiveness of EFT even for intense combat stress. Ingrid is an expert on helping all of us understand war trauma and how to help soldiers that we love and respect. Ingrid is passionate about teaching EFT and is also a motivational speaker. Welcome, Ingrid.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Linda.
1: I'm so um, pleased to be able to chat with you today because you... um, really shared some new information and gave me some new ways of, of looking at what I'm calling war consciousness. But before we get to that, can you tell us a little bit about how you personally got involved in this kind of work?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, so you already mentioned that it was never really clear to me why something that could hurt me in a split second, a comment somebody makes, a look somebody gives, something that doesn't go right, well, that should take years to, to deal with before we can release it. And I've personally experienced that many times, that I was just haunted by things that were long over, and, and you know, as I said, forgiven. So it, it didn't make sense to me that talking about things um, should be really the solution to to finding peace and, and to releasing trauma. There must have been something else. And I came to EFT um, in 2002 uh, as a, through a recommendation from my chiropractor who said, you know, there are people who actually use acupoints, uh, pressure points on your skin that, have, um, that are release points for emotions. So when you, put, uh, when you tap on these pressure points, the emotional intensity of memories goes away. And I remember thinking, the person who is putting this out on the Internet is either a genius or a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other, right? Yes. Uh, I had no frame of reference. I, I had no way of knowing if this works or not. So I was basically a blank, a blank slate, a slate. And I just thought, you know what? The only way for me to find out if this is an avenue I should pursue or not is to try it. Mm-hmm. And so I downloaded a manual, I locked myself on the back porch, and I just followed the basic recipe that he was teaching in a manual that he was offering online. And I was shocked to see the profound release, emotional release, that I immediately experienced when I focused on a memory that came up for me and just did this tapping technique on these release points on my face or on my eyes. And, you know, a few, a few points, there's not many points we need to tap mm-hmm. on. And, and just focus on that and tap on it. And I could not believe that something that I have talked about so many times and tried to deal with so many times just vanished within a minute. And it never is amazing. Back. Yeah, it is.
1: Absolutely and I, Amazing. I know what you mean. I sometimes in my office, when I describe it to people, I get that look like, oh, she is maybe a maniac or a genius. So yeah. they're usually too polite to say it. But then, you know, almost universally, everyone has the same experience that you've had.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I actually like that because the, the fact that people don't believe that this works um, also proves that this is not a placebo. Mm-hmm. It's not that this works because we want it to work. Actually, most people say, well, you know, I'm going to tap along with it, but just because you tell me and not yeah, because exactly. I believe it. Yeah. So how and can it be a placebo if we don't believe it works?
1: Right. And it's fun to see sometimes if, if the person who's uh, for whom we're doing the tapping has a companion with them, and they just decide, well, I'll tap along. And then they experience benefits uh, as part of it, and they weren't even the object of the, the uh the script, if you will.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is why I love EFT so much and jumped on it, um, you know, heart and soul uh, so many years ago and then became a trainer for others is because it's so easy to learn. It It can be learned without any background in mental health. It can be learned by children. You know, I've taught this to Girl Scouts for the stress they feel at school, for the bullying that they feel. And what did these little girls do? They turned around and worked with each other. Yes, it was a beautiful thing to see.
1: That is really uh, delightful. I'm glad that that you mentioned that because I think that is the first thing that kids do. I know this weekend I'm giving a workshop for EFT for children. And it's so beautiful, just as you've described. As soon as they learn it, they show it to their friends. They teach it to their parents. It's really
2: quite remarkable. Yes, and as you say, they teach it to their parents. What this does for the families Mm -hmm. is that they now have a tool that all of them can equally use to help each other. How many times do kids have to deal with their parents' stress? Right. And they don't know what to do other than cry and take it on and feel guilty. They don't have the frame of mind to respond. They, they don't have the inner strength to respond. But if the family actually agrees that tapping is something they want to do, mm-hmm. then the kid actually can turn to her mother or her father and say, you know, Mom, you're really really mad right now. I think you need to go tap. Give me a hand. (laughs) And the Uh reason I'm saying that is because when my daughter was four, she did this with me. She started doing this with me. Um, She's 15 now. And I started, you know, when she was two, I started using this technique. So by the time she was four, she was very good at it. And she would turn around to me and say, Mom, you're really angry right now. Give me your hand. And I gave her my hand. (laughs) And she said, so just repeat after me. You know, little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Out of the mouth of babes, as they say. Yeah, but, but, you know, it was was a frame of reference that we had both agreed on. She Mm -hmm. knew that I take tapping seriously, and I knew that she needed to do this with me, so I was okay with it. And she said, you know, so just repeat, even though I'm really angry at my little daughter, even though I'm really angry at my little daughter, (laughs) I know I'm a good mom.
3: Really? Yes. Say it, Mom.
2: That's, that's <laughs> say it, Mom. Yes. I know. I'm a good mom. Yeah. You think that's so, honey. Delightful. Come on, tap. You know, it was this, <laughs> this childlike, this, I can do something right now. I can help Mom feel better so that I don't, you know, I don't have to feel bad either. And as parents, even though we try so hard to not project and we try so, so, so hard to be the best we can be at all times for our kids, we know we're not. At least yeah. I know we're not, I'm not. And, yeah. you know, I was so grateful that she didn't just have to deal with it and feel bad and suck it up, but she could actually, you know, she was powerful in that moment. Right. And that's so important, that she
1: was powerful. And yeah. for kids to be able to, I mean, for everybody, but especially when we see it with children, to be able to experience their power it is just really amazing. And so how did you get involved with veterans? What led you to
2: work with veterans? Well, I am German. Um, I came to this country 16 years ago. So I actually grew up with a father who was a POW in World War II, a prisoner oh, of war okay. in World War II. Mm-hmm. And my mother um, was free when the war started. Uh, she didn't have a solid roof over her head before she, before she was 16. And, uh, you know, war was just something we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so during the Cold War, Mm -hmm. and I never had a feeling of being safe. We had shrapnel in our sandboxes. We knew that at any given moment there was somebody's, you know, somebody's weapons (laughs) from the east were just either flying over us or pointing at us. I lived in a very big city. You know, I grew up between bombarded houses. It's just, you know, eventually everything got rebuilt, but everybody that I knew, had parents who were impacted by war. So Mm -hmm. to me, this was just normal. Mm -hmm. And my father always, my father, when he got engaged to my mom, told her that he would love to marry her, but only under one condition. And that is that she promises him to never, ever ask him about Russia. Oh, dear. And my mom made that promise. It actually makes me choke up when I say that. Oh, yes. And my mom made that promise. And she was very truthful and faithful to that. She raised us, knowing from earliest childhood on that Dad had been a prisoner of war, and he will and never he will never talk about it, and we must never ask. That was his way of staying safe. But because the that gives me chills, Ingrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because the entire community. All of Germany, all of Europe was traumatized by this absolutely horrific war and all the things that happened. Um, We all could carry this for each other because we all kind of knew, Mm -hmm. right? You just had to tell a child that your father was a POW, and they just knew what to do. They didn't understand what what, what the experiences were, but they knew what their place was. Right. right, and um, so my father could live. My father could just be himself. And when somebody mentioned he was a POW, they just looked at him and, and took a step back, and they said, "I would have never guessed he's such a gentle person." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so they gave him they, the
1: space in that way and honored his wish. Hmm. Yes. Not to talk about it. And so,
2: you know, and and the the children generation usually is the generation that still has a lot of this trauma in their own history. And the grandchildren generation is actually the generation that starts to to take a breath and transform this. And so for me, it was so dear to my heart to find ways to to just help the soldiers. And when... um, um, can Boston I ask happened. you to, to hold that thought
1: for a second, Ingrid, as we as we get ready to take a commercial break. Um, yeah. We're going to go to our break and we're going to be reminded by Edwin Starr in the song War about the futility of war. So we'll be right back with my guest, EFT expert, Ingrid Denter. We'll be right back.
2: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Are you happy with your financial life, or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsantacola.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We are talking today with my guest, Ingrid Denter. Ingrid is an EFT expert, and she's also an expert on using EFT to help veterans and I think on helping all of us understand the degree to which we are impacted with war and war consciousness. And Ingrid, you were... Telling us about how that so impacted everyone, certainly in Europe, post-World War II. Um, But, you know, after we spoke originally, you and I, I really appreciated your ideas in helping us understand how today it is also a powerful concept and powerful idea, because really... It's not something that I typically had focused on, but when I began to look at my life and ask other people around me to begin to look at their life, how might war have impacted them? It's really, I think, much more profound, certainly than I had
2: recognized. Is that something that that you typically see? I absolutely see that, Linda, and I'm so grateful you're bringing this up. You know, when I speak about this, I usually start my... Presentations by having the veterans in the room stand up and then we, we honor them. We give them our respects. Then I ask them to stay standing. Then I ask the spouses of veterans to stand up. Mm And all of a sudden, three, four, five people stand up. It depends. It, It doesn't matter which, which size room I'm talking about. It can be hundreds of people in a room and it can be, you know, 15. Then I ask the children of veterans to get up. I ask the parents of veterans to get up. I asked the siblings of veterans to get up. I asked the nieces and nephews and the uncles and aunts of veterans get up. And by that time, there's hardly a person sitting. Mm-hmm. And it is so profound when you look around the room. This always gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Look in that into that room or into that, you know, presentation hall wherever we are. Everybody is standing. Everybody mm-hmm. is carrying a part of this trauma right. of their family. Within themselves, they all ha- have a connection with it. They all know somebody. And, and, you know, if somebody says, I don't know anybody, if they look into their grandparents' um, generation mm-hmm. or maybe great grandparents' generation, they will find a soldier in there. It's just I think impossible so. not to. And we know, and there's significant research actually, um, that shows that trauma changes our genetic code. It's yes. actually that at the moment of trauma, our gene- our our g- genetic code or DNA changes. And these changes are then handed down to the next generation, which means that we are actually born, genetically born, with this kind of trauma in its aftermath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing in my clients is, for example, when they talk about feeling abandoned, when they mm-hmm. talk about parents that were raging, when they talk about parents that weren't accessible, I usually ask them, was your father or your mother in the military?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the answer is very, very frequently yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it's, it's a no, then I ask them if their grandparents were in the military, and the answer is 99% yes. Mm-hmm. So there is something that happens when, when a soldier goes to war that changes him or her. And when they come back, they hand this down to their to their to their community, and the communities feel this, and the communities carry this, and it changes the community and If we don't identify the, the, that the the foundation of so much of the trauma we 're dealing with is actually war trauma. Then we are really oftentimes missing the point of who we are and and, and you know what we're what we're dealing with here. Um, it's not that we're not good enough; it's that our father wasn't accessible, mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. we never got that feeling. But the reason is war, not personal. And right. once people understand the um, the symptoms of somebody who got traumatized on that level with the specific. Very specific um, characteristics of war trauma, which is very different from other forms of trauma, like you know car accidents or rape mm-hmm. or something like that. War trauma is completely different, very, mm-hmm. very unique and very, very specific. Once people identify that and, and see that their father or their mother never meant to them, they mm-hmm. were just dealing so much with their own stuff that they just couldn't be the parent they wanted to be, then the healing that comes from that is absolutely tremendous. And mm-hmm. the the respect that people start to have for their ancestors and for themselves because they're cocked in the middle of this as well is beautiful to watch. And right. then we create a society that's actually able to help the soldiers that come back that look at each other with honor and respect that release this, this urge to always just be happy or fix people and just stand back and just say, wow, you know, let me just honor where, who you are and what you've been through. And um, if you want to talk to me, I'm here to listen.
1: And I, I think what you said about just honor who you are and what you've been through, as, as at least in the way that I use EFT as we progress through our, our tapping experiences, I always include that as something people can begin to focus on, is honoring themselves to really right. reach deep into the experience of the emotion and honoring that, no matter how difficult it may be.
2: Right. You know, in the, um, another thing that I usually do when, when I have the opportunity to work with groups or present to groups is ask who in the room was not traumatized in their life. Oh. And I I'll usually just get the laugh. Like, that's a really yes. funny question. But yeah, who it, raises said, their hand? Not many, I would guess. Nobody, right? We all have trauma. It's impossible not to. It's a part of life. It's not a part of an unhealthy life. It's a part of life. It's impossible to grow up without pain and to grow up without trauma and to grow up without loss. Of course we lose. Of course we miss out. Of course we mess up. Of course people hurt our feelings. And for us to have a way of honoring that and just allowing ourselves to be hurt without thinking there's something wrong with us. Mm
1: -hmm. So many times people say, well, I shouldn't have that experience or I should be able just to brush it off. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. No, you should not. You you do need to go into it, honor it and respect it because it's part of your experience. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. I always teach my, my people that acknowledgement comes before healing. Right. I, I feel that healing is optional, you know, I, especially, you know, with the veterans, um, they have been through a lot mm-hmm. and it's their choice if they want to release this or not. It's their right. choice if they want to tap on it or not. And I can't go into a session or into a conversation with somebody telling them what they need to do with their story. That's none of my business. Right. right? right. Sometimes people just want to talk. They just want mm-hmm. to sit down and tell me all about their body that got killed or all about whatever, um, other, you know, beyond imagination things happened. They don't want to tap. And I have to respect that because right. it's not my agenda. And, and I can't, I can't, you know, have an attachment to what's best for the person I'm working with. But what, what EFT allows me to do is to feel very comfortable that I actually have as I call it a weapon of choice um, mm-hmm. or a really really good tool that when I know that somebody is traumatized and they would like to release that then we we can do this actually right, the right. works
1: it offers them really a, an extraordinary opportunity if they're yes. if they're at the place where they want to take it
2: yeah yes
1: uh, um, and and again, I, I know m- maybe when um, when we get back from our next break, we can talk about some of those specific symptoms that you mentioned so that people can begin to be aware of what they should look for in terms of PTSD. Um, But I also want to encourage people to think for themselves about the smaller experiences that they may have had. It may have been what what we might call a micro trauma in their own lives. Um, I know a lot of times people will tell me, The the dad made all the kids line up, and they would have to report, and they would have to salute in the way that that they used to do, that he used to do in the military. And kids don't do that naturally. It doesn't work that way. So, um, there are other ways, I think, that we are impacted by that war consciousness. So... Uh, I hope we can talk some more about all of those things as we get ready to, um, to take a break here. And once again, we're going to be reminded by Edwin Starr in the song War about the futility of war. We'll be right back with my guest, Ingrid Denter, EFT and war trauma expert.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Are you happy with your financial life, or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping Into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting DrSanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at DrSanicola.com. That's DrSanicola.com. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsantacola.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We are talking today with my guest, EFT expert Ingrid Denter, and she's also an expert on war consciousness and war trauma, helping veterans and those who love them heal. So before we went to break, we were talking about some of the traumas and micro-traumas that people feel and experience, both veterans and families. And Ingrid, I wonder if you could um, tell us also a little bit more about the categories of trauma and and experiences that people may have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Linda, one reason why I love EFT so much is because EFT um allows us to help somebody who has been traumatized without um any kind of diagnosis mm-hmm. we don't have to diagnose somebody as mentally ill or as PTSD this PTSD has become this this word that everybody's using and very often they don't even know what that means and right. um for the soldiers that's extremely hurtful they have actually asked to be to, for it to be called PTSI post traumatic stress injury mm-hmm. and not Disorder, And, you know, the APA said, no, you know, if we can't diagnose you, we can't treat you. So you will either have a disorder or you're on your own. And that's extremely hurtful for a soldier who wants to just be honored and respected for what they've been through. And... Um since I'm not a mental health professional, I don't do diagnosis in any way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I know about this is from the resources that are very readily accessible online. Um, and from what my what my soldiers have told me, and I just work with them on their memories um, that are haunting them. You know, not in any way uh, different than I would work with somebody else. Just certainly a lot more cautious and can a lot you, more cautious. Can you say that
1: again, Ingrid? When I think you used the word haunting, I love that expression. I think it's so
2: appropriate. Can you say that again, please? Yeah, I just work with my soldiers the way I work with anybody on the the memories that are haunting them. Mm-hmm. That are chasing mm-hmm. them, that are, that are part of their life. Um, but the, you know, a difference uh, between working with a soldier and working with other people is that I believe we have to have understanding of military culture mm-hmm. and of the war trauma itself. What were these wars? What happened over there? Um, what was the, the role of a person when I have a combat medic in front of me? How is that different than working with a sniper? Right? Mm -hmm. How is Mm -hmm. it different than working, uh, with somebody in a support chain? What are their specific traumas? I kind of have to know that because they, you know, they will tell me some, but they will certainly respond better if I have a background. Yes, exactly. And the other piece in this is that certainly, um, as you know, EFT has very, very, very gentle techniques to make sure that the, that the person we work with is, does not re-experience. The uh, the trauma, um, we work with it in a way that they just guess what what happened, and we keep them in a safe place so that they don't have to go into any kind of you know upset. And that's where the skill comes in and where the training comes in. Um, but the work itself is always just you know chopping down a traumatic event and and tapping on each particle of it until the intensity is released. So there are three three aspects though that. I was made aware of um, that, that contributes to, uh, to this kind of trauma. One of them is re-experiencing. And that, those are your nightmares, your flashbacks, your intrusive thoughts. Um, so nightmares is clear. Flashbacks actually I think is important for people to understand. A flashback isn't an intense memory. A flashback actually feels to the person as if it was happening right now. Right. So they In present see, time. Yes. So they basically, they would look at me and say, you are covered in blood. They -hmm. would look at me and say, there's a little girl to your left with a grenade in her hand. And they see these people and they hear this stuff. They are literally living as if it was happening. They don't just recall it. So that's very important to understand for anybody who wants to relate to what these men and women are actually going through. Mm-hmm. Huge, mm-hmm. absolutely huge, their life is literally altered it 's literally different, and so of course, we go and and gently tap on making sure that these flashbacks go away. the second th- the other thing is um, arousal hyper arousal hyper vigilance, always having to carry a weapon even if it 's a' it's a ball pen. You know, always right. carrying something, always being tight, always sitting, for for example, in a restaurant with the back to the wall facing the doors and the windows to make sure they can scan the room. Um, being very uncomfortable um, in public spaces, uh, you know, all of these, uh, the, the anger, the uproar. That people are going through when they get triggered, because they needed to have all their energy and all their focus on defending themselves, protecting themselves and their bodies and their, you know, their their comrades. Um, at at any moment when danger was there, they just had to be ready. So as children, obviously, that's very hard to live with. When we mm-hmm. live with a father or a mother who is constantly in arousal state and constantly just waiting for the next thing to happen, we never feel safe. We're right. always and under pressure and uh, you know we're we'll always uh, uh, you know it, it's so hard to live with this. It is and I think for
1: youngsters little ones don't learn what's worth worrying about yes. you know because we want children so that they don't develop their own anxiety disorder and since I am a mental health professional I can use those terms um, you know we want them to learn what do we worry about and what we don't. And when the parent is under hyperarousal and in that kind of state that you're describing, the kid can't tell what's going on and what do we get stressed out about or what do we ignore.
2: Right. Now imagine EFT in the hands of a kid when the father or the mother and the kid have agreed that EFT is the tool to use when mm-hmm. the parent gets into the state. And yeah. they just have that communication piece to say, Mama, you know... I think you're overreacting. And she Mm -hmm. has the trust in that moment, or the father has the trust in that moment to say, I think you're right. I think I need Mm -hmm. some help with that. And then they tap together, and the father or mother can just calm down. How powerful that is. But, Linda, there's a third piece here, and I think this is so important for people. The third piece uh, to this kind of trauma is avoiding, Mm -hmm. avoidance, so that they... Don't go into public places that they, like my father, say, look, you either you, you must never, ever, ever, ever ask me about this. I will mm-hmm. not speak. And mm-hmm. if you ask me, I will go off the deep end. So, you know, I must avoid any memory. I must avoid mm-hmm. places that would trigger me. I must avoid discussions that would trigger me. I must avoid um, very often its colors. Right. One Mm -hmm. of my soldiers told me how how would the the spouse of a friend of his who was a Vietnam veteran gave him some some uh, um, some khaki t shirts, some some uh, some uh, uh, what's the color olive color t shirts, Mm -hmm. and the man, one of the deep men, and he said, "How can she possibly not know that this this will happen? Avoiding anything that can trigger. Now, the avoiding, the avoiding is the most." Um, difficult thing for an EFT practitioner to work with because mm-hmm. the avoiding actually means that the soldiers won't reach out. Right. And I, and I always try to explain this to the people that I, that I teach and that, that, you know, that I'm, I'm trying to reach with this is that when a soldier does not keep an appointment or it takes 30 to 50 emails before you get them on the phone, Mm-hmm. or it, it sits down and then says it's all, everything is okay and just wants to do small talk. They are actually living out a symptom. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. A and, symptom. you know, one of the things that I, I thought of as you were speaking was, in your father's time, there was community and cultural support for that. In today's world, there's not.
2: Right. And, you know, I always thought when when we had these the... the Tens of thousands of soldiers come back. Um, I thought, where is the training for the public, what they need to do now?
1: Oh, that's a great point. You know, I, I had not thought of that, but how wonderful would it be if we'd had that? How wonderful would that be for all of us?
2: Instead of that, we were just told to honor and we were told that people are heroes, but we weren't told what to do and what they need. And Mm -hmm. this creates a very, very difficult environment for them because they can't feel safe that people won't judge them. And, uh, you know, the communities, the kids as well, I've done many yellow ribbon events where, where I helped military children and military spouses and also the returning troops or the troops before they left. And you know this was a really big topic how do mm-hmm. you how 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 do you communicate to your friends in school that your dad is home and you know all the things that this does for you
1: right how there's you nothing not systematic it? which it seems like surely there would be a way to do that that could be so powerful for for all of us because uh, you know uh, I believe that as one person heals and you reach out and heal one person and another and another, all of us begin to heal.
2: Now, there is a thing here, absolutely, um, that I noticed, though, and that is, remember that we all are impacted by war trauma. Which means we all have to deal with arousal, re-experiencing, and avoiding. Mm -hmm. And... Military, one of mili- the highest military values is the strong leadership ability. Right. So people that are, have leadership positions very, very often have a military background in politics, mm-hmm. in companies, in schools. You look around, people who are stepping up and, and taking charge very, very, very often have this, which means they are dealing with avoidance as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are just, actually looking into a political system that is full of, and it uses in a not in a diagnostic, but in a in a mainstream kind of a way, full of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, where yeah. people are hypervigilant all the time, where people are waiting for this next shoe to drop, where people are re-experiencing trauma, and where they're avoiding dealing with it for the life of them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when this, uh, this 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 this. You know, awareness that we're dealing with war trauma and not with personal challenges is so healing. Mm-hmm.
3: In my
2: That's so
1: powerful. And, and um, we're getting ready to take another short break. And uh, we'll be right back today with my guest, Ingrid Denter, who is an EFT and war trauma expert. We'll be right back.
0: To your fullest potential.
2: This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping Into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting DrSanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at DrSanacola.com. That's DrSanacola.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content
2: from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit
3: VoiceAmerica.tv today.
0: tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're talking today with EFT expert Ingrid Denter, and she's sharing with us her expertise not only on EFT, but also on war consciousness and war trauma, and offering us, I think, um, really the idea that we can understand more, we can all help more, we can all grow and heal more. So, um, first of all, before we um, get into our next segment, Ingrid, I want to thank you for the time that you're uh, spending with us today and sharing your expertise because, as I mentioned, some of these ideas are are new to me because I, I don't work directly with too many veterans and so I hadn't really considered the ways in which this consciousness impacts all of us, and it's so helpful and so profound. I really thank you for that.
2: I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share this, Linda. I really am. Thank you.
1: And so how can people find you? If they want more information or would like to work with you, how can they find you?
2: Well, I have two websites that I would like to share. One of them is my main website, which is very simple. It's my name, ingriddinta.com com And my email address is ingrid at ingriddinter.com. Um, this is my main website. Um, there's some of the veterans' work on there. There's also some of the other work on there um, that I do so that people get a really good understanding. And they can reach me there. Um, just send me an email and I will send you a 35 page EFT manual. And I will also send you some tapping scripts if you would like those. So I want people to actually learn this technique, experience this technique, be able to do what I did when I started, which is read through and say, okay, I can do this and, and just just start tapping on whatever comes up for them. And then once they have that experience themselves or they understand better why it works and you know the mechanics behind it and a little bit of the science behind it, um, their world will change. So I'm very, very happy to mm-hmm. share that. My veterans' website is eftforvets.com, and there are case studies on there. There's, there's some uh, uh, recordings on there and other things on there, and that website is growing. So that's another resource. They can it's, also find me on Facebook. Excuse me. Is it,
1: is it EFT, the number, or the word spelled out, EFT for oh, Vets? It, it's
2: actually both. Oh okay. It's so they can go either way. Either way. You'll get there. Yeah, I would. Okay.
3: I made okay. sure. <laughs> okay, great.
2: <laughs> That's not an obstacle. Usually it's the number 4. Um, okay. but they get to it either way and I also have two Facebook groups, a Facebook group and a Facebook page um, called EFT for vets. So reach out to me is the point. Um, I'm happy to connect them. I'm happy. You know, we're building this community of people who are so aware that this work needs to be done and um, and you know, I one of the things that are so important to me is that I communicate to people who want to help that they have to be a certain person. They have to be, present themselves in a certain way in order for the veterans to be able to accept them as somebody who can help.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, this is something, Lena, that I really... Um, I think it came a little bit natural to me because I was exposed to so much, and I was also in Bosnia many times during, you know, the war in the Balkans, and and did transports and was exposed to stuff like, you know, (laughs) I was exposed to first hand war. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think for me this isn't that hard, Mm -hmm. Um, but for some people I found it is. And here's what I mean by that: it is for a lot of
1: people. Yeah,
2: it is for a lot
1: of people.
2: You know, we have to understand that veterans sign up to self-sacrifice for a higher purpose.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They are willing to lay their lives down to save another person's life. Mm-hmm. Saving That's... their own life is not a military value. Honor, respect, service, all of these things are military values. Saving oneself is not. Wow. So, you know, that veteran, just hit
1: me. That just hit me how powerful that is, Ingrid, just the way yes. you said that.
2: So a veteran will not necessarily see the need to be, um, to, to save themselves. So mm-hmm. if we go in and say, you know, let me help you with this, oh my God, and if we dare to say things like, you know, you, you need help, or you messed up, or oh, whatever, they no. will immediately step back and think, we just don't understand. Yeah, We yeah. have to come from a place of gratitude. And we have to come from a place where we say, you know, um, if somebody tried to harm me, you would protect me with your life. And helping you right now is the least thing I can do to give back. Right.
0: That's beautiful. And I'm grateful
2: for you. That's beautiful. And we need to not just know that. We actually have to feel that. And I know that for a lot of practitioners who are struggling with war, uh, which I do too, you know, I mean, nobody wants war, hopefully, Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, we, we must find that it to be true that soldiers don't decide wars. They don't declare wars. Right. They just get sent to fight them.
1: Right. Right.
2: And so we right. can't blame them for the war. We can only blame ourselves for the war. Right. right. We sent them right? yes. or our you know, politicians, whatever. But a soldier goes out to save people. And so right. we have to be a person. And I found in my in my work that um, when I work with a soldier, I have to be very authentic as what I call a tribal member. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just a person. I'm not a healer. I'm not a practitioner. I'm a person who thanks a soldier, who thanks a warrior. And tapping is my way of helping them release things but I will always have um, m- my most important role is to witness to honor to tell a story to um, to to b- to give that gratitude to that person
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, you know the VA the, the function of the VA Linda is not to heal people the function right. of the VA is to fix them up so they can go back into war
1: right that's an important distinction.
2: So and, it's, and, and the other thing is that veterans don't go to the VA. <laughs> right. Well, 15% of them take mental health services. What mm-hmm. do we do with the 85 who don't? Right. Right. And right. that's where, where EFT and community support and one-on-one gratitude and, and standing up and, and taking responsibility for what happened in war as a person is so crucial and I find that when when I go ahead and, and thank a soldier for, um, thank, thank him or her for her service and give gratitude, honest, felt gratitude, and and share with them that I understand that they would have like put their life down for me, um, we have immediate rapport.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have immediate, you know, a way of, Communicating with each other, but I also have to be very clear that I will never understand what that person has gone through.
1: Right, right. I mean, and, it,
2: it, and I can't pretend I do. I can't say, yeah, I know how exactly how you feel. But here's yeah. the reality: is I have no clue.
1: No, you have no clue. And that that they don't need to hear that from. I'm sure people are well meaning, but that's not helpful, as you say. Now, yeah. I know
2: as a coach, do you do Skype sessions? Yes, I work, um, I work over the phone, I work over Skype. Um, you know, I obviously, as a non, non-mental health professional, I have a very um, clear guidelines what kind of people I can work with and what kind of people I cannot work with.
3: So mm-hmm. I require
2: everybody who has a diagnosis that they're actually in, in mental health care um, so that, that's, you know, that they're covered by the VA or, or um, you know, they have a mental health professional. To make sure mm-hmm. that that area is covered, and it's clear that what I do is just an additional, um, more uh, stress relief technique that mm-hmm. I that I offer them to take well, you know, care of the of the of the memories. Because um, I have uh, but, um,
1: my listeners are all over the world, so one of the reasons I do the show is to be able to. Uh, help people understand that there are resources available, and in today's world, it can be through, as you say, the telephone or Skype or the internet in some way. And so, I think the more people are able to understand, there's a way to reach out, and there's a way to be understood. That's absolutely, what's so Linda. Powerful. And
2: you know, when people email me, um, I, I will obviously my my clientele is all over the world, and um, I am very, very happy to to send them the resources, to point them in the right direction, to work with them if they want to work with me. Obviously, I do I do that as well. Um, and you know, we talked about this a little bit. I think what the beautiful thing with EFT is that there is hope. Mm-hmm. There is. Mm-hmm. There are things we can do to help somebody release a nightmare. Right. Release insomnia. You know, I have I, I have seen so many times that insomnia goes away within one hour of tapping.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it's have, not hard. You don't need twice a week, six years of psychotherapy. That not in at all. in one or two sessions of tapping, you can make tremendous progress, at least in my experience. So, and that's uh, you know, as we... As we wind up, once again, I, I want to thank you for all the wisdom you've shared with us today, Ingrid. It's extremely valuable.
2: Well, thank you for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure. And I, and I hope um, I hope everyone will join us next week when I speak to Katya Rusanen, who is an expert on intuition. And she, she will teach us all how to ignite our intuition. Please also like us on Facebook at Dr Linda Santacola and at that that's a place where you can also keep up on show news and thank you all for listening today and i'm going to leave you with the words of Danielle Laporte i call all of my power back to me now i am whole and complete again thank you for listening see you all next week